started to wonder, and I wondered, which led me to wonder. I had to wonder. I started to wonder. I couldn't help but 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 wonder. Gamers! What the fuck is up? It's the... What the fuck is up? It's the series (laughs) finale of Sex and the City pre-movies, because that's still coming. But this is the last... Movies aren't canon. They're not canon. They're still there, and so we still have to cover them. But, like, you know, this is, like... This is it for the show. Like, this is... This is season six, episode 20, part two of the finale, Mm -hmm. An American Girl in Paris, part deux. Part deux. Part deux. Uh, We are in Paris again, uh, somewhat. We are also in New York still, and uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is a fucking – I feel like I took more notes for this episode than, like, normal, but also this episode was, like, 45 minutes long compared to, like, normally they're, like, 30 minutes long, so – yeah, I think so. Should we say who we are? Yeah, that's a good idea. Just in case you decided to listen to the last episode If first. they didn't listen to the last 93 episodes, then they're going to be confused. I'm Stephanie, <laughs> a.k.a. literally any of the lyrics from M.C. Solal's hit 2001 single, La Belle Le Bad Boy. I couldn't choose any of them. They were all so good. <laughs> um, I'm Alex, a.k.a. Mercy Buku. Oh, love it. Thanks. I came up to I came up with that one when um like Carrie literally steps in shit. She really does literally step in shit and then says Melsi Boku to people. And it would be funnier if she said meld, but she doesn't speak enough French, so Well, I feel like I don't know, the first things you learn are like swear words. Like hello, please, thank you, and then swear words. Yeah. You do learn a lot of those. It'd be really funny if she like had learned it'd be really funny if they had gotten her to like do a like a quebec french learning how to speak french and so she's just walking around being like ah and then they're like what the fuck are you saying um (laughs) but that doesn't happen she learns like the you know the real french (laughs) learns in quotations the real one not the fake one (laughs) yeah um yeah i guess we should we should probably just jump into it because this is a fucking this is a fucking beefy episode there's lots going on here that we're gonna have to yell about yeah um let's get into yeah. it um well carrie we start with carrie and he she is going out with um petrovsky's ex-wife for lunch and like petrovsky's supposed to be joining them um but so far it's just the ex-wife whose name is juliette uh juliette yeah so yeah. i i'm like they're in this like i don't know fancy restaurant and carrie goes in she's nervous and julia is quite nice yeah she's real friendly Um, yeah she's sweet and she's like oh alex like of course he'll be late knowing him (laughs) ha 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 um but he's just not gonna he just isn't there yeah like he calls and is saying that there's like museum stuff going on that's like keeping him so he's just like not coming so it's just the two of them you know like normal normal lunch that you have when it's like you and your serious boyfriend's ex-wife who he has a daughter with and he's not even there that's like you know a fun time yeah that's normal um like <laughs> it's already weird i mean it makes sense that like she'd want to meet her especially like that he has a daughter with her and yeah they're both like friendly yeah like 
him and Juliet are friendly, which is nice and very healthy. Um, so it makes sense that like she'd want to meet her and be like, oh, okay, yeah, you're a cool lady. Like I want you hanging around my daughter or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's awkward when it's just the two of them. Yeah, it's kind of a huge dick move on Petrovsky's part to just not show up because that's like, I don't know, it's it's just really awkward anytime you meet someone that's like close to your partner for the first time but they're not there it's kind of like you know you want them to be there too as like the person you do know so it's not just like really uncomfortable especially if it's like their ex-wife but like Mm. he just is too busy and he doesn't seem to like care and i mean like it's not a huge deal because juliet's really nice like she's like complimenting carrie's bag a bunch and just being like oh like you know, I'm really into, uh, like, I think her work is an accessory. So she's like, oh, yeah, we'll get along great if you also like bags. And, uh, yeah. And, like, she also makes a bit of a face because Carrie is like, oh, um, Alex never mentioned that. And she's like, oh, like, he hasn't really spoken about Julia at all. Yeah. And I guess, assuming that, like, Julia is, like, kind of a big part of his life. Assu- like, she's the mother yeah. of his child. So, you know, big, important person. Um, yeah, it is. And, like, there's a does. few times where she kind of brings up stuff where it's like, oh, per- like, Petrovsky is kind of different than he used to be. Like, there's um, there's a point where Carrie mentions her book and how she's – because because um, Juliet's like, oh, you're a writer, I heard. And she's like, yeah, I have a column, and it turned into a book. And she's like, oh, and uh, Alec was not uh, intimidated by that. He d- he wasn't mad about that. She's like, no, that's uh, it's been completely normal. And this is apparently a change from how he used to be. yeah. I feel uh-huh. like it's a massive red flag when she goes, oh, he's comfortable with that? He's comfortable with you being successful? Like, yeah, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's an issue. Um, and they also, like, both share a cigarette, and it's the first time Carrie's smoked in a while, so it's... Yeah, I think the last time she smoked was, like, in season three, back when she was with Big... Like, because she stopped smoking when she started dating Aiden, and then she just continued not smoking after her and Aiden broke up. And, I think she, I think yeah. she went back a little bit, or I don't know, but she hadn't smoked in a while at the very least. Yeah, like it's been a while, and um, I do love that Juliet's like, "Oh, I thought you were going to be one of those Americans who doesn't smoke, and I was going to have to like kill you over brunch," <laughs> 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 which was like very funny. <laughs> um. But yeah, I guess this is a little bit of Carrie kind of being back on our bullshit for the first time this episode of many times this episode. And it's like, in ways, it's good to see because like she had kind of moved really far away from where she was like a few seasons ago and not necessarily even in good ways. No, (laughs) it's sort of like this like episode is kind of her becoming Carrie again, like becoming herself again, whereas everyone else is like progressing as people and having a character arc yeah carrie is going back but it kind of works yeah i feel like carrie's entire character arc this entire series has been like lateral like she's changed but she's never once improved 
ever. And I don't think she's ever really gotten particularly worse. I mean, she got worse in season three when she had the entire affair arc where she was cheating on Aiden the whole time. That Mm -hmm. was a low. Um, But yeah, otherwise, it's been like a pretty lateral shift the entire time. But yeah, she's getting back to like Carrie who smokes, Carrie who belongs in New York, Carrie who belongs with Big, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, So that's where we start off with Carrie. Um, then we go to Charlotte and Anthony, and they're, like, at Chanel, because, um, I guess Sh- Charlotte is about to meet some birth parents because of the whole adoption storyline, and she just wants to look, like, really nice for the occasion. Um, I love that Anthony's just like, oh, I really want to shoplift something so I can get felt up by this guard. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Anthony. Jesus Christ. And then... <laughs> Yeah, so she needs to meet her, like, the birth parents of the child there looking to adopt. And they're from Charlotte in North Carolina. Yeah, so, like, Charlotte thinks this is a really good sign because it's like, okay, well, that's, like, a weird coincidence. And, um, she has a good feeling about it and she's excited. So, like, I think they're concurrently on, like, wait lists for adoption in China, but also, like, private adoption in the U.S. basically at yeah. the same time. Because, like, the yeah. wait lists in China take a really long time, um, and so they're mm-hmm. kind of just, you know, looking – I wasn't going to say shop around. They're, like, they're like trying to get a baby sooner rather than later, so they're, they're keeping their options yeah. open. I think, like, with the Chinese adoption place, I think they kind of just, like, vet you and then – it seems like they kind of find a child that works for you and then you got it. Whereas with the American one, if you're getting the child from birth, like you need to speak to the parents and that can like stuff can fall through a lot easier in the US. I don't know. Yeah. I never adopted a child. I'm 24. Well, it's um, it's interesting actually because this is kind of similar to what happened in my family because my sister is adopted. And oh, my parents yeah. adopted her when I was, like, 15, and so I remember it really well, because um, I was, like, not really, really young at the time. And, like, my parents, like, my dad and my stepmom, they were originally on wait lists for, like, Chinese adoption, I think. Mm-hmm. But they ended up um, adopting locally, like, from the same city. So oh. I think it... Like, it just ended up working out where um the baby that they ended up getting was, like, who my sister is, um was, like, mm-hmm. born, like, in our home, t- in my hometown. Um So, I guess it can really go either way, depending on how it is. But, like, I have heard stories of, like, because my parents were friends with other people who were looking into adoption at the same time. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple who did adopt a baby and, like, the family was – like had let them have the baby but there's like a period of time where you're allowed to decide you change your mind and they changed their mind after like two weeks of them having the baby which is like possibly the most devastating thing i can imagine when you're like we have this new baby this is our baby and then suddenly yeah you don't um so that is one of the downsides i think of like local adoption or like domestic adoption i guess i should say maybe like is yeah yeah (laughs) That is, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I've always wanted to adopt, so, like, mm-hmm. I do occasionally look into, like, the legalities of adoption in my country when I'm very drunk at 4am. Yeah. Um, but then the other part of me is like, we'll leave that for the future. Um, <laughs> but, 
I, I think, mean, it's good to know like I, what you're getting into, like what kind of requirements yeah, there are and definitely. stuff. Because you don't want to end up being like, okay, I am at a place in my life where I'm ready to adopt. And then realizing, oh, I like this is something that I just don't have and I'm unable to do or something like that. Like, I don't really know what it's yeah. like in the UK or anything, but, um, no. but still. No, it is a real thing. It's like a real tough thing. I think when last time I looked into it that I was like, wait, I've got a diagnosed mental illness. Like, are they gonna, are they gonna, but I think they can't discriminate against that unless you're like, uh, like, act- like actively not seeking treatment on, you know. Yeah, I think that like maybe if it was way. like if you're unable to care for your own self, maybe then that's yeah, exactly. a reason they wouldn't let you. But otherwise, if yeah, I would hope they wouldn't. I was like, well, yeah. would you stop me getting pregnant? No. Yeah. Give me that baby. <laughs> give me, give me the fucking baby. Um, and also I love the bit where Anthony is like, oh well, he's he makes some joke like, oh, it's very like Lifetime movie, you know. You're you're having the yokels in from town, and Charlotte's like, they're not yokels. Like they <laughs> are kind of yokels. Yeah. Um. Um. And he's he's like, oh well, in the movie I'll be played by Colin Farrell. And Charlotte does a bit of a double take. But then he says, oh, well, am I still going to be in your movie? Basically, like, asking if he's still going to be part of her life, like, when the baby comes. Yeah. And I'm like, Anthony, all you do is make jokes about, like, wanting like wanting to get fucked um he's basically very similar to to um samantha's personality but he's a gay man so charlotte like accepts it (laughs) yeah he's a if if samantha was a gay man and then charlotte just go oh you're so funny and so gay um as opposed to like a slut um but I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know if I want you around my child, but like, yeah, you can still be in my life. But like, I don't know if you'll be the one I'll call for like babysitting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's just like, as long as she still calls him up to like go out for drinks every once in a while and is mm-hmm. like, cause a lot of, I mean, it makes sense when you get, when you have kids, you, your life changes a lot and you like don't do as many things with friends as you would have before, probably. But like, yeah, um, true. But the good thing about adoption, no breastfeeding. Oh, that's so true. Then, then you can drink as much as you want. This is true. There's just there's so many there's so many nice things you don't have to worry about when you adopt. It's good. I mean, yeah. obviously it's not for everybody, but like oh, no. it is something more people should probably consider. So definitely, like I don't know. I honestly, like I mentioned that I watched this show like when I was way too young, but like the mm-hmm. whole storyline with Charlotte like m- was one of the things that, like made me want to adopt. Yeah. Also, weirdly, I was just like, I had, the, I got this memory the other day of me watching it and being like, uh, I might convert to Judaism when I'm like thirty. Mm-hmm. Let's see, just pull. Like, I just have this. I'm like, nah, I'll probably do that. Maybe I will. I think I might get to like my late twenties and like maybe talk to a rabbi. For now, I'm just kind of exploring options. But I was mm-hmm. like, seems like a nice religion. Yeah, yeah. This is true. The more go. I learn about it, the more I'm like, yeah. Sounds kind of dope. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'll convert. I'll adopt. I'll live my Charlotte lifestyle. You could be. This whole time you've been saying you're a Carrie, but I don't know. You could be a Charlotte. Perhaps. It's, it's, you never know. Time will tell. Yeah. This is true. Maybe, maybe it's something that can change. You can be like fluid in which Sex and the City character best represents you. 
depending on what phase yeah, of your I life think- you're in. Yeah, I I genuinely think being a carry in your twenties is like fine because like me being a like a dumb bitch obsessed <laughs> with fashion and um this like romanticized idea of falling in love and also being like bad with money that makes sense when I'm twenty four. Mm-hmm. Then you can be like, oh, she's quirky. It's fine <laughs> when you're like thirty four. It's like um. I don't know. The 34-year-old who's like, money please. (laughs) Exactly. When I'm like, money please. Oh, I'm going to buy shoes. It's like, oh, isn't she silly? You you know, and like, you just kind of assume that like, I'll grow into myself and Mm -hmm. I'll get like a real job and stop buying, like, you know, I'll, I'll get over the thing where like, my friends can't see me in the same outfit more than once. Mm. This is a really interesting thing to consider of, like, being a Carrie in your 20s, especially since we never see Carrie in her 20s throughout the series. But it's like, we can kind of assume that the other girls were, like, also somewhat different in their 20s than they are in the whole series and possibly, Mm. probably were more Carrie-like than they currently are in the show. Yeah, Carrie does have, like, a bit of arrested development, really. Mm -hmm. She does. She does. Like, if you describe her character, you'd be like, oh, yeah, she's, like, 26. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the whole series, like, there's so many episodes where she's kind of like, you know, I'm not that girl in her 20s anymore. And it's like, I wouldn't know. Like, you, I mean, yeah. the only reason I would know is because you don't look like you're in your 20s anymore. But that's, like, it. <laughs> like, Yeah, like, and it's, it's not because she's, like, single or, like, she likes clothes and stuff. That's fine. It's just that she happens to like always make the wrong choice she makes so many poor decisions like the whole series like it's not just it's like there's one thing where it's like okay you're in your you're nearly 40 and you're choosing to spend like all of your rent money on shoes such that you can't afford to live and you're also like almost 40 and cheating on your uh fiance slash boyfriend with the most toxic person you ever dated probably yeah um like there's just cook uh, there's yeah she cannot feed herself she (laughs) there are so many things that are just like that make her just she she needs to fix so many things and she hasn't fixed like any of these over the course of the series like we're on the last episode and she's still the same as she was at the beginning <laughs> it's great. It's a good show. It's a good show. It's a good show. I mean, I'm not saying every character in the history of TV needs to change drastically by the time they get from the beginning to the end of the series, but like, you know, she doesn't. The people around her do. That's the thing. Yeah. The people around her change in a way that lets her like still be the same person because then everyone else is picking up more of the slack. This is true. This is true. Yeah. There's a lot to consider here. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll move we'll move briefly on. We'll rant about Carrie later. Stay yeah, tuned. we'll get back to her. There's so she has so many more scenes. So like yeah. um okay, so then so we go to Sam Samantha. and Smith. Uh, yeah, they're getting their hair dyed together and they're getting it like ash blonde. It's so cute. Oh yeah. It's very adorable. They just match. It's very cute. And then for some reason, they're getting their clothes back on, which I don't understand because they were just getting their hair colored, but they 
put their hair, they put their clothes back on and they're in like a change room together. And, um, Smith's like, okay, are we going to talk about how we just don't really have sex? And, um, he's like, my therapist said not to mention it, um, but I did it anyway. And Samantha's like, oh, Samantha's been going through shitload of chemotherapy. Like she's normally the horniest person alive. Yeah. But like chemo and everything is like obviously going to have an effect on your, on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's kind of just defensive about it because she's kind of like, well, let's not talk about this now because like you're going away for, to film a movie soon. And, um, and I just don't have a sex drive. So let's just, let's just talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, well, first of all, when did you start seeing a therapist? And yeah. He, which, he's like, well, I thought like I needed just some help during the cancer thing, which is really like such a, it's um, this whole episode i was like i will sell my soul for a man like smith you kidding me he made a really healthy decision there he was like okay my girlfriend needs my support i'm Mm. finding this emotionally taxing let me get some support yeah like he's really mature he's like like he's so good to samantha but then it's like on top of this like so yeah he does the therapy he's also just been consistently going to aa for like a long time like he's yeah. he's been sober for a while but he still continues continues to go like he just makes really good choices yeah. he's he's good i love smith i love it too i'm like oh this is a very healthy choice you made and it's just like kind of brushed under the rug a bit but like the more i think about i'm like oh that's a wise decision and yeah Yeah. like she's obviously she's had chemo chemo is fucking incredibly hard on the body um let alone that like you know she's been seeing a lot of doctors and having surgery and she's getting used and like having losing your hair i think for women especially it can really like knock your confidence so there's a million uh-huh. reasons why she yeah. would be feeling as sexual as yeah she plus the menopause plus yeah. menopause like yeah is, it's just so much it's a lot yeah yeah but and she's doing amazing all things considered so yeah and smith is just like you know I kind of, we should talk about it, but, like, he does want to have sex with her again, but he also recognizes that it's going to take time, and he's there when she's ready. Oh, yeah, like, he's super, he's not like, hey, like, he's not, like, tapping his watch, Reggie Giff. He's just like, <laughs> I just want to talk about it, because, you know, just talk about it. And Yeah, um, it's the elephant in the room. Let's talk about yeah. it. Um, that's pretty much that scene. Um... We go back to Paris, and um, so Juliet and Carrie are still having their, like, lunch thing, and um, Carrie's just like, wow, it's so wonderful how much you both, like, respect each other after everything, and Juliet's just like, well, why wouldn't we? Like, we had a really good marriage. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. We just – she – the reason they got divorced, it sounds like, is because she says that, like, she couldn't get used to always coming second for him. Like – it was always his work first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see just, like, the wheels turning in, in Carrie's head. Because she's just, like, yeah. in Paris for, like, she's been in Paris for a couple weeks now. And this entire time, she's just, like, coming second to everything, constantly alone. He's always busy. She's, like, really frustrated mm. about it. 
And, yeah, Julia um, is like, oh, if I had like a penny for every time he said as soon as, as soon as, as soon as, you know, so it's as soon as this installation's done, as soon as I get this sorted, as soon as blah, blah, blah. Like he's always making an excuse up and it's always the same. And he, she's yeah. always coming second to work, which especially when you have a child with someone is fucking oh, that's frustrating yeah and yeah. it's like i think what carrie was also thinking is like he keeps telling her like once the exhibit's done you know we'll mm-hmm. spend more time together and it's like well like what juliet is saying is basically like no it's always like this with him like he'll always have these phases where he's just you know, like super, super, super into it with his work, and you're just going to be completely on the back burner. And it doesn't really seem like there's going to be a lot of times where she ever really comes first for him. So, yeah. Can you imagine if, like, because I was like, I didn't really date someone, but like, I remember I was like chatting to someone in the early days, and they mentioned like they were friends with like almost all of their exes, and I was like, that's wild. Um, <laughs> But can you imagine if, like, you if <laughs> when you started dating someone, there was like a period, or like I don't know, you unlocked it by paying X amount of coins, um, <laughs> and you got to like have a lunch meal with their ex, right? Uh-huh. And they would then, and they're not like the ex where like things completely fucking blew up. You know, just something where they both kind of mutually mm-hmm. decided it wasn't going to end out. Like, yeah. And you got to be like, right, give me the fucking tea. <laughs> it is like pretty ideal. Just like, <laughs> le- like, let me know. Like, what, what are we getting into here? Yeah. <laughs> just give me, yeah. and I'll take it all with a pinch of salt. I'll take it all with a pinch of salt, but just like, give me, give me some little bits of info, some little nuggets. Yeah. Yeah, she's getting some good, she's getting really important information here that's, like, only feeding what she's already been feeling, and, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't blame either of them for feeling this way, like, I literally cannot imagine caring about my job more than caring about, like, a partner, I just can't, like... Yeah. Unless it's like a really bad partner, but like then you shouldn't be seeing them. Like I don't like I like my job, but I just I don't like it that much. Like I I don't know. I do not understand I, Petrovsky at all here. <laughs> like I kind of get. I feel like with creative things, it's a, it it always like you have to put like a hundred and ten percent of yourself into it. Like yeah. I know whenever I've done. Whenever I'm, like, focusing on a play or whatever, I have to really fucking focus on it. And that might mean that I have to, like, stay at rehearsals for, like, an extra few hours. Or I have to, like, spend a certain amount of time, like, practicing my lines and going over stuff. And, you know, when I get home, I'm going to be really tired and I'm just going, like, I just want to go straight to bed. Um, Like, I've had days like that. Like, I haven't had a partner Probably because I was more focused on whatever I was doing, like, work-wise. But, like, I've had days where, like, I would go home and I would immediately go to bed. Like, I would just shower and grab something to eat and go to bed and not talk to anyone. Because sometimes you do that. But also, like, I don't know. You need to have little, like, slot-in breaks where you're like, okay, time to turn off work brain and put on partner brain. 
and relax yeah, for a second. And for sure. And if that is, if your career is something where you have to put in a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of focus, and it's not like nine to five as such, um, you need to be really clear about that with whoever you're dating and also like communicate loads and be like, okay, today or this week or whatever, I need to focus when I'm done. It will be a hundred percent you, but right now, like, no. And but and yeah. he's not doing that. He's always like, oh. he thinks he is. Yeah, no, he's just like nuzzled up in her neck, and then he's like, anyway, bye. Yeah, he really thinks he's communicating, but he's not because he keeps no. being like, oh, once this is done, we're gonna have so much time, or like. Well, first of all, how long is that? But then, like, there's also times where he's like, oh, I'm just doing this lunch thing with these people, and then I'm free the rest of the evening to be with you. And then he's just not. Like, yeah, exactly. it just turns into something else, and it's like, you either need to say no to them, or you need to, like, under- have a better understanding of what's happening when mm-hmm. you go to do things. <laughs> I can understand. Yeah, and, like, he's not – whenever Carrie tries to communicate with him um, – He's like, oh, can we not do this? Like, I don't want to have to talk to you. (laughs) Yeah, he gets really defensive about about his work stuff. And we'll see that, like, sooner, like, sometime later in this episode that he gets very defensive about it. But, like, I don't know. I just – I don't understand. Like, I would feel so bad if I was like, hey, we're going to do this thing later. And then later uh, it turns out, oh, shit, I can't because, like, I ha- this this whole thing ha- came up and I have to focus on this now. Like, I would feel so bad. And it wouldn't just be yeah. like, oh, hey, like, I'm sorry. I'd be like, fuck, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, that – Yeah, like, please let like, me make uh, this up to you. I'm so sorry. Here's some changed behavior for you, ma'am. And, like, that's the other thing is uh, he, like – she said, right, can we, like, spend half our time in New York and half our time in Paris so, you know, I can still have friends? Um, and he's like, no, you need to come with me now. Um, yeah. She could have left, like, a month later. Like, she could have, like, she could have come over um, when the, like, expedition, like, the expedition? <laughs> yeah, his show, whatever the fuck it is, his yeah, art, like, his art she did when it was already set up, and um, like, <laughs> is that Matt or the cat? Matt said more like fart installation. True. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. She, like she could have come over when the installation was already done, and uh, or like come over for like the grand unveiling or something. Yeah. And it's not like. Uh, like what two weeks a month before yeah it doesn't really make sense that she came over now especially when he's been abroad anyway a lot when they lived in new york together like there's been a lot of times where he's been like oh i'm just over in europe right now and there's really no reason for him not to other than like there are a couple parts this episode where he's like oh i like i just want you to be there for me and so it's kind of like he likes the emotional support that he gets from her but i Mm. feel like he never gives that back to her in any way like his fears are kind of irrational too but like he still freaks out and wants her there which is fine but he just doesn't reciprocate that like at all i mean i learned it the hard way do not date artists (laughs) (laughs) yeah fucking don't do it that's like too sensitive and that's coming from me that's coming from someone who like 
cries at paintings and i'm still like no i'm not gonna fucking artist like yeah little babies um so it's not it's not good it's not going well and yeah and then the next thing is like basically like what we said they're like getting i guess they're outside in paris i think they're like getting ice cream or something and she tries to communicate with him of saying oh yeah um apparently juliet like loved her and everything so it's all good um but she tries to communicate of like oh i i wish you were there and um i feel really like lonely without you and he's like oh it's fine as soon as as soon as everything's done with the installation we'll be spending loads of time together um Uh oh by the way i have to just fucking go because the museum called me so we can't have our like date today um and Carrie is obviously upset, and she tries to communicate with him, and he's like, oh, it's fine, just walk around Paris, be Parisian, I like that you're smoking again, like, it's very sexy. And she's like, it's and- killing me! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's it's right, very dramatic. Like, it, yeah. It's very sexy, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's kind of hot. I was talking to a guy recently who was like, who told me I looked very French, and mm-hmm. when he found out that I smoked, he was like... Oh, see, you are, you are, you're Parisian, you're French. And I was like, no, I'm not. Don't say that to me, you fucking monster. That's so rude. (laughs) So rude, especially when I'm English. Like, we're mortal enemies. This is true. Yeah, that's, mm. that sure is something to say. (laughs) I can't help it. This is how I imagine I am in my head whenever I walk around the city. You know, Mm -hmm. just like a cigarette and looking kind of sad and a bit lonely, but very beautiful. Mm hmm. Yeah, just like Carrie walking around Paris. Yeah, she goes to this little cafe and she um she gets like loads of cake and feeds one to a dog. And also she's smoking like while she's inside, which I know is probably period accurate, but very weird. It is kind of weird. I guess like like period ac- accurate, but especially for like Paris. Um, yeah, and she's I, this is like two thousand and four, and yeah, I remember when the cigarette ban like happened over here. I think I must have been. It must have been a bit earlier than that because I sort mm-hmm. of remember my parents smoking in like restaurants and stuff. I think it was the nineties here because I definitely remember it but it's just so vague like i barely remember it i just remember going to restaurants and there being the smoking and non-smoking sections and yeah, that's pretty much it I, yeah i remember sitting in the smoking sections <laughs> yeah my parents I, killed me <laughs> i i only like vaguely remember it it was definitely the 90s in canada as far mm. as i remember um it's but, so gross though like it just smells so much yeah it's just like smoking inside like the thing is i like the smell of cigarette smoke but i Mm. don't like the smell of stale smoke at all it's so gross and when you smoke inside it just is very stale and it's just it's not good at all it's it's not like disgusting if i'm with another person i'll always ask like oh do you mind if i have a cigarette Mm -hmm. and because like i know people with asthma and like i don't want to smoke sun at someone with asthma i mean especially now but like you know what i mean yeah and i and most people like are fine with it but Mm -hmm. also i cannot imagine smoking inside like maybe in like the dead of winter it'd be nice to have a little smoking section but all i want is just like a corner it's just like a closet space 
that I can stand in yeah. and not freeze to death and have a cigarette and then go back outside. Like, I just don't yeah. want to freeze. Yeah, you don't want to freeze and you don't want to end it. up but like... I also uh, do not want to smoke inside because that's gross. Yeah, and you don't want to end up like, you know, our, our friend from two episodes ago who fell out the window, so... Exactly. So just give me like a little <laughs> ventilated like cupboard. I don't know. Yeah. That's ideal. But she's just yeah. she's just smoking and eating. The dog is just sitting on the f- like fully sitting on the like booth and she's just giving it cake. This is probably not healthy for it, but okay. Um I don't think dogs are meant to eat cake. It reminded me though of that bit in Inglorious Bastards where the part where uh, what's the like what blonde lady who like burns the cinema is like having her cigarette and smoking and then the nazi comes in and she's like yeah yes yes it looked <laughs> it exactly that. like that cafe which was weird it does look a lot they look very similar there's just no nazi in this no thank god yeah that is good that there's none um even though i do like to see him die in inglorious bastards regrettably but I say regrettably because it's a Tarantino movie, not because he's dying. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I like that film just because Nazis die in it. Yeah. It's, it's very good. good to me. Um, yeah. the, the bear Jew scene invented my sexuality, I have to say. Mm. Yeah. Like big, hairy men, like, killing Nazis. Like, that's my kink. It is pretty fucking good. Mm. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately... Because of Tarantino, not because of the Nazis. Again, must stress that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's walking around again, and she there's like she passes by this family when she's outside, and there's like a child that's like piggybacked on like the dad's shoulders, and this little girl just like smacks Carrie in the fucking head. <laughs> It's so funny. She just whacks her. And I'm like, God, I wish that were me. Like, fuck, I want to smack Carrie in the head. It's um, catharsis. That's yeah, and then is. she immediately after that steps in dog shit, which is so funny. <laughs> and, like, this man passes her who looks like Gerard Depardieu. And he's like, whoa. And she's like, yeah, merci beaucoup. And he, like, laughs at her. And then she, like, has yeah. to rinse her foot off in, like, a fountain. It's very sad. It's very funny, though. And then she yeah. just sits around and watches boats on the river. And some guy waves at her. And it's just, she's so lonely. This is so funny. <laughs> yeah, she's really fucking lonely. It's really sad. Um Yeah. But that's kind of, I guess, it's more of Carrie walking around just looking sad in, like, rainy Paris. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this is the shit that she does in New York, to be fair. Yeah. Like, but I mean, it's more like she can't call up her friends and just see them and go out for, like, go out for lunch or anything. She, like, mm-hmm. is just purely alone. Um, and then she, later that night, she's already, well, she's pretending to be asleep in bed and Petrovsky comes in and, um, she just like has her eyes open but facing away from him and it's, it's so, so dramatic yeah it's so dramatic like, the light is like on her face i guess the wind like the curtains are still open or something because there is like light on her face and then she just looks into the camera like so sad yeah oh it's a lot so sad um but yeah that's kind of the the dramatic mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so funny like 
I mean, it's sad, but, like, I guess because it's Carrie and, like, the amount of drama she has with every single thing. Yeah, I can't feel that bad about it. Like, no. I, I, like it was a bad idea to move to Paris. I mean, like, Miranda was right, even though she probably shouldn't have, like, said it the way that she did. But she was right. Mm-hmm. And anyway. Um, She's right, but she shouldn't have said it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Speaking um, of Miranda. Speaking of. <laughs> we go to them next. Um, Steve and mo- his mom and Brady are like all like eating lunch at the table. And um, the Steve's mom is like talking to Brady and just being like, how's little Stevie over there? How is he doing? And Steve's just like, uh, mom, that's Brady. I'm Steve. Uh, <laughs> and she's just like, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, um and then, like, he sort of goes over to Miranda and he's like, oh, is is my mom acting strange to you? And she's just there, like, staring into fucking space. And Miranda's like, that's just called drinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like, she starts calling Brady Steve again. Uh, Miranda is like, um, Mary, that's Brady. And... She's just uh, eventually like like Miranda realizes that like okay no something's wrong here, and Steve yeah. says he's going to take it to the emergency room, and Miranda's like yeah can't hurt go for it, <laughs> and yeah then he does we get like a little brief interlude where um Samantha is smoking a joint and Smith is packing up um for set he's going so away good. It's going to Canada. Home. Yeah, he's doing an eight-week shoot in Canada to film an Attila the Hunt movie, which is such a choice. <laughs> yeah, well, that's well, <laughs> because, like, Sam asks about it, and he's like, oh, it's cheaper. I mean, a lot of stuff is filmed in Canada, and I guess, like, oh yeah, if they want, like, planes or snow, good idea to go to Canada. But those are all yeah, quite Yeah, I think there's a lot of geography. Yeah, it really depends on what they're going for, but you can kind of fake Canada to look like anything, yeah. pretty much, depending on what you're trying to shoot. But, um, yeah, makes sense. Um, and Samantha's basically just like, look, it's a long trip. It's eight weeks. I want you to feel free to have just sex on location while you're gone. Have sex with someone else. I know how important it is to me. Like, I, I know it's very important. Like, I just want you to be happy and have sex and... <laughs> Smith's just like, Samantha, I'm fine. Yeah. She's uh-huh. like, Samantha, uh, I'm fine. I don't want to have sex with anyone else. I want to have sex with you. And he says that he's not, he's cool with it. He's cool with them not having sex because the way he sees it, it's like the trees. Just because they're barren in winter, it doesn't mean that they won't have flowers in spring. Yeah. And he's like, I'll just wait for spring to come. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go, yeah, then we go back to Miranda and it's the evening now. And, um, Steve is bringing his mom back to the house. And, um, apparently it was like a small stroke that she probably had, had like a week ago. Yeah. But she lives alone. It's, so because she lives alone, no one knew. It's really sad. And yeah. I like, my so my grandmother started showing like dementia like symptoms um a few months ago and 
yeah, it was one of those things that it just kind of creeps up on you until it's like really bad. And then you're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was living alone as well, which is another yeah. thing that was scary. And um, yeah, she would also do that thing where you she'd say something like completely wrong and then you correct her and she'd be like, I know. And yeah. It's like, you clearly don't. Um, but yeah, it's hard to deal. It's hard to know, not deal with it, but like to know exactly what's going on and like how yeah. to actually support them through it. Mm-hmm. Um, they decide to say, okay, well, let's have her stay over tonight. Um, so they, they decide they're going to go get her stuff from her apartment. So she has clothes and everything. Um, and Meg is just going to watch her while they go. And when they get to her, her apartment, it's just like a complete mess. Like there's cockroaches in the kitchen and Steve's like, I didn't know it was this bad. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he hasn't apparently, been like, in she there. always met her. Like, she would always wait for him outside. So, like, he didn't go up there. So, obviously, she knew that it was bad, but, like, didn't want any help. Um, yeah, pretty much. And, um, yeah, and he, like, gets really upset, obviously. And he's like, she can't live like this. We'll get a nurse in um, to live with her and look after her. And then, like, Miranda's like, Steve, she can live with us. Yeah. Because they have this big house now and everything, mm-hmm. and Steve, Steve's like seems surprised. He's like, "Really? Like, yeah, like you guys are like you you do love each other. Um, so yeah. even if you have your differences with her mom, with his mom, I mean, of course she's gonna look after her too. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's so. Like, that, so yeah, it, like obviously she had difficulties with like Steve's mother, but like you can tell that it's definitely needed and they've got this big house and they have a housekeeper and they can probably afford to have a nurse come in it would be cheaper for a nurse to like come to their place in the daytime um as opposed to live in with her and not be able to see her very often as well oh for sure yeah Yeah, definitely so it's a good idea for sure Mm -hmm. um let me go back to carrie she is once again wandering. She <laughs> looks really cute though, because she has this heat, this blue coat and this fluffy white hat on. And it's just like, it's so much. Like, I, she's so dressed up. I have in my, um, I have my notes. Carrie wears a stupid fur hat and looks at her book in a bookstore. <laughs> she does look at her book in a bookstore. Um, I think she looks cute though. I, this white hat, like it's stupid for sure, but it's like, yeah. it's kind of like one of those, it's not quite like one of those like Russian fur hats, but it's like kind of like that, but smaller and kind of cuter. It's like, um, a, it's like a white fur like pillbox hat, but I yeah. also feel like she looks, she looks like an American girl doll. Oh yeah, well, she fully does. That's exactly what she looks like. <laughs> I don't I don't love like Carrie's Paris wardrobe because it's very high heels and like big yeah. fucking f- like floofy dresses and she's sort of dressing a bit like like Jackie Kennedy or something yeah. but like if Jackie Kennedy was colored in by a child like I'm not <laughs> the biggest fan of it I have to be honest mm. apart from the dress at the end and the like big milfoy dress she wore like ruffles, and yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of like up and down for me. Like some mm. of them are better than others for sure. I think for the most part, I kind of like them, but I feel like she just 
thinks that she has to dress extremely over the top because she's in Paris and it's like people are still just like humans there and I don't know. I don't know. They, everything just looks so expensive. And I'm like, how do you have this many different clothes that are that expensive? Yeah. She, I also forgot to mention, like, in the scene before, she was wearing a dress that was, um, like, had, like, a ladybird print on it. And then with the green petticoat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was wearing that. It was a choice. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> she makes choices but yeah she goes into this um, bookstore because she sees sex in the city the book and so she goes in and she's like seeing this obviously been translated into french and she's giving it like uh-huh. a bit of a read and then this this woman comes over who's working there and she like asks if she needs any help and then carrie's like oh no thank you and she's like oh my god carrie bradshaw and she calls over her friend carrie bradshaw. Carrie bradshaw. <laughs> um and she calls over her friend and they're both like oh we love you we think you're so amazing we adore you blah 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 please well the guy is like i have the sex she has the sex we have the sex in the city like okay yeah everyone <laughs> fuck it's a city like everyone is fucking yeah it is very funny that he keeps saying that they have the sex we um, have the sex yeah it's very good and uh they're just like we will throw you a party um and she carries like oh my god i'm making friends and they love me and they love my book and they're throwing me a party i'm so excited mm-hmm. and she goes and she ha- her next scene is with petrovsky and she's just like telling him about the party it's saturday night and she's like oh will you come and he's just like oh i can't that's when i am you know unveiling my work to the museum cur- curator mm-hmm. um and but she's like go. okay well that's fine yeah she's like that's fine because like i'm just excited to have something for me like that's great and um so for now it's like okay this is good she has something to do Mm -hmm. uh Um, yeah she's and she's excited to have friends yeah people who like are excited to hang out with her and who think she's cool and just in general like i'd be excited that's pretty cool like yeah i'd freak out if i went somewhere and they were like oh my god stephanie ruff like you're the person who (laughs) published this paper that no one cares about and i'd be like yeah that's me <laughs> you want to throw me a party wow you throw me a party yeah exactly you have to say like oh my god you want to throw me a party yeah like, i uh, will say it exactly like that <laughs> yeah um <laughs> so then we go to to charlotte and the birth parents from charlotte are over at like her and um harry's place and they seem very like fish out of water yeah they're very like country i guess Mm -hmm. they they have southern accents um they're from they're from charlotte north carolina it's meant to be yeah uh yeah they they kind of are just like kind of quiet and um, like Charlotte and Harry are both extremely dressed up and there's just like the most ridiculous food spread out because they're rich and like the other family is obviously like not as rich as them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kind of talking and, um, 
basically, I think Charlotte makes some comment and then about like how they don't know the sex of the baby. And the mom is like, oh, it's a girl. We found out. And ever since then, I've been thinking of all sorts of girls' names. Brittany or uh, Tiffany. I mean, they had to make them as like like, broad as possible, I suppose. Yeah, I was like, fuck, these names suck. But um, Tiffany, I don't know, maybe because the only Tiffany, I had a friend called Tiffany, and she was very sweet. Um, And she mm. was, and it was like, I don't know, she was like, her parents were Chinese immigrants. Um, So like Tiffany didn't, if I, I think she was named after like Tiffany, as in Tiffany's. Yeah, that makes sense. And it was yeah. like a pretty name. And no, and she was like a violinist. It was like it suited her that she like to me, Tiffany is like, oh Tiffany. She's a violinist. She's a cellist. Mm. You know, Tiffany. For some reason I for some reason I think of it as like a mean girl name. Like it just yeah. seems like if you met someone named Tiffany, they'd be a bitch. She did turn <laughs> like, into a bitch though, so that's true. Uh I mean good for her, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, um, it kind of seems like it. Britney, I mean, Britney Spears. True. Or like Britney Murphy. Yeah. I guess. There's some good Britneys. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if it's like Britney or Brittany. Changes yeah, I just it. don't like the name Britney. I don't really like dealing with like names that you can like, that have like five different spellings. Cause whenever I spell it, I'm like, wait, is it Britney and EY? Is it Brittany or is it like one T or is it, and it's like, yeah. Fuck. It's like every time I go to spell, spell Hillary Clinton's name, I have to Google if it's one L or two L's. And I'm like, you don't deserve this amount of respect from me. But yeah, I'm looking I, to see how to spell your name the right way. No, I only <laughs> care about Hillary Duff spelling. I don't care about Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I mean, I j- shouldn't care because she sucks. Yeah. But like <laughs> Hillary Duff is important to me. I respect Hillary Duff. I do not respect Miss Clinton. Mm. But Charlotte realized she's like, we're not gonna we're not gonna get this baby, are we? Um, if you're thinking of names for her. And the the mom is like, no. Um and Harry's like, wait, so why did you come here if you knew that you weren't gonna do it, if you changed your mind? And the dad is like, Well, we wanted to see New York. Yeah, they're like, we've never seen New York before, and we wanted to have a chance to come and visit, and, like... How I wouldn't throw these people out my fucking... I would, like, (laughs) uh, Uncle Phil throw them out. Like, why did he not lie? Why did he not lie? Why didn't he say, well, we didn't decide until earlier today or something like that? Why would you say this? You sound like such a piece of shit. You're such a piece of shit. I I expected Harry to like lift them both up and throw them out the fucking window. He was obviously he like he's extremely going to. upset, and yeah, it is like why would you if because it's fine if you change your mind, it's understandable. But like, yeah. don't go to someone's fucking house and eat their food, and then yeah, and like make them pay for you to go to New York. Yeah, they did really kind of put. Char- um, Charlotte and Harry threw a lot for that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not great. Um, Harry's pretty pissed off about it. Like, the next scene, we basically see him writing an angry email. He's writing an angry email to the baby lawyer, which is just really funny. I like to imagine that it's a lawyer who's a baby, even though it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but, like the boss baby? Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. Um, 
And Charlotte is just like, she's kind of more understanding. She's like, look, like, we knew that this kind of thing could happen. And, like, she's just trying to kind of confront him and be like, look, it, that wasn't meant to be our baby. The one who's supposed to be our baby is coming. And then she says, come on, Harry, we're Jews. We've been through worse than this. Technically, she's right. But I mean, on a personal she note, hasn't. no. On a personal level, she's been Jewish for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just such a thing to say. I mean, like, it's such a thing to say. I, I don't know what the like official, what the official courtesy on that stuff is. Like, how long after you convert can you? be like we you know you can you you're like how like how long after can you be like making like b- like poking fun at yourself do you know what i mean how long after can you make like self-deprecating jokes about like being mm-hmm. jewish before and like people depends. laugh i don't know i think it depends on certain factors and what yeah. kind of joke you're making because like in this case it's like we've been through worse than this it would make more sense for her to be like come on harry you've been through worse than this yeah um, i mean he does laugh and it to me it read like he's laughing at, like that was a kind of wild thing for her to say considering she grew up yeah. with like horses um she gr- <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, she grew up, like, Protestant, so, like... She grew up in, like, the waspiest wasp possible. Like, she had a fucking pet horse she rode, and, like, she has show dogs, and she kind of... Not saying she's never faced any sort of, you know, like, anything bad happened, but it's the the textbook case of privilege. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, technically, technically, (laughs) she is Jewish. And the Jewish yeah. people have been through some horrific things. Her personally, no. So it makes sense that Harry laughs. It makes him laugh in a sad situation, yeah. which is all that matters. But it's a that weird line true. to write for the writers, I guess. <laughs> it is just a wild thing to say. It's it's <laughs> a lot. When she said it, I did laugh. <laughs> it's wild um, to me that, like, yeah, it's like, well, no, Charlotte, like, you personally haven't. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like me making some kind of like joke like, yeah, as as the LGBT community, we've sure been through a lot. Like if I were to like reference the AIDS crisis or something that happened <laughs> yeah. largely before I was born and largely also to a demographic of the LGBT community that isn't the one that I'm in. Yeah. And it's kind of like it's kind of like that in my head <laughs> yeah that that makes sense like yeah it's like mm-hmm. well we as a com- it's like yes as a community we have been through that but like not you personally and not in your memory yeah yeah um <laughs> but it it makes him laugh and they they it feels like it's kind of like a yeah we'll get through this kind of situation which for is, sure it's a difficult thing obviously yeah um, and then we go back to Samantha, and she is in her office at work, and she's received flowers from Smith, and they haven't bloomed yet, but it says, looking forward to spring. And so she calls him, and she's just like, I know I said you could have sex with whoever you wanted to, but please try not to, unless you already have, which is fine. And he's just in his full, like, Attila the Hun, like, whatever the fuck role he's playing he's like, here when he I don't think he's the a total of the Hun considering he is a blonde. Yeah. Very blonde man. Yeah, no, like... But he... 
he's like a barbarian and he looks very sexy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, she got like, oh, he said these flowers and they haven't bloomed yet. And the note says something like, I can't remember. He's looking now. forward to spring. Yeah. Yeah. And she calls it's him sweet. and she's like, Smith, I know. Um, I told you that you can have sex with whoever you like. Um, I would prefer if you did not, if you already have that spine, but um prefer if you didn't now, <laughs> change my mind. And he's like, yeah. I haven't and I won't. And she's like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, he's the most amazing man ever. And she is right, but like She is right. It's funny. <laughs> he's perfect. When you think about it. Yeah. And I've never in my life met an actor who is this mentally stable. Yeah. He's pretty stable. He's got he's got it figured out. He knows what he's doing and he's yeah. uh good. I've never in my life someone who's not a complete narcissist, I've never seen that. Um no, he's putting his shit together, and he's really and it's really fucking sweet, and it's lovely. Mm-hmm. I love it. We love to see it. Yeah. Um, we don't love to see the next scene because Petrovsky fucking sucks. Um, yeah. Carrie is about to go out for her party. She is wearing the tutu, like she's the wear- tutu. She's wearing. Okay, so it's like it's a tutu dress, but it's like longer than the one she wears in the opening, and it's this really yeah. pretty green color. And it's so pretty. It's like a pistachio ish, and this is also the dress that Kobe Bryant bought Vanessa Bryant. Yes. Oh, it's so cute. It's so good, and she looks amazing, and she's getting ready to go for her party, and then Petrovsky's just, like, clenching his hands and just, like, very anxious, and she's like, well, what's wrong? Like, you need to breathe. Like, you're fine. And he thinks he can't go because he's like, they're going to think I'm the old man with all the silly light machines, and she's just like, you're going to be fine. Like, your Mm. art is great. You're you're gonna do amazing and he's just like will you go with me like i need you there for my support and she's like i got a party to go to and i can't cancel because i don't have anyone's number Mm. and it's it's manipulation because like he the way he's like okay i get being anxious about it um but he hasn't expressed or at least we haven't seen him express anxiety about it particularly um about like what the curator is gonna think i mean they have asked him to do it he's a world famous artist like it's his mm-hmm. big return i think like he hasn't made anything in a while so like i don't know it's it, it doesn't seem like something he should be that bothered by and it's all very sudden it's right before she's about to leave that like he starts feeling anxious um and then he's like oh will you go with me he and he's like oh no that's just no you go to your party oh actually you will go with me great thanks like he flips on a fucking dime and yeah she he doesn't like compromise with her it's not like oh will you like drop me off and then go to your thing right like will you just make sure everything's okay and then leave um yeah or whatever like he doesn't do that he's just like no you need to stay the whole night i won't let go of your hand 
Yeah. Mm. And, like, her being there isn't going to make any difference. Like, if they don't like it, they're not going to like it whether she's there or not. Mm. Like, I don't know. It's just – it. like, he – we've seen him have anxiety before about his pieces and if other people will like them. But, like, clearly the last time that that happened, they did end up liking it. And it's kind of like he's done – he's doing the same shit now that he was then. And, yeah. like, I get it. Like, I have anxiety. I get feeling like this. But, like, it's so shitty that – he makes her feel like, no, like, if you don't come with me, I'm just, like, gonna be just a mess. And, um, so she agrees to go. And, like, this stressed me out so much because I just, like, the idea of not showing up to a party that's, like, for you without telling them that you're not coming is just, like, that is, that would give me so much anxiety. Oh like, my I God, would die. Yes. I would jump out a window. I yeah. know. I'm like, not having their phone to at least call and say like oh i can't make it let's reschedule or um you know i'm gonna be like this late or whatever like that would stress me out i mean i guess she knew oh yeah i guess she knew the restaurant so like she could have called and asked them to tell them but then i don't know this yeah is before the, no the internet exists but maybe they don't have a computer. I don't know. But, like, yeah. I don't know. Then we wouldn't have our drama. We wouldn't have our own so. drama. But it, it would It would make... If I were Carrie, I would feel more anxious about, like, yeah. cancelling, like, not... Like, just no-showing it. Not even, like, apologising and being like, I'm really sorry. You know, something came up. Like, it's an emergency. Um, mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Not just no-showing, just ghosting. That would... I would be... Um, I would feel awful. Yeah. I'd feel terrible. That's my nightmare. Yeah. I, it's truly my nightmare. Mm. Um, so, so they go to the museum together, and there's like this when they get inside, like the, the outside has this big thing that says Alexander Petrovsky on it. And it's just like, it's clearly he's this big exhibit. Um, they go inside, and there's like the small crowd of people who all just like come over and clap for him. They're like, oh, magnifique and shit. And um, then he just drops Carrie's hand to go shake the other guy's hand. And it is so dramatic, like, the way they play up the, <laughs> the fucking music and everything, where it's just, like, it's, like, you hear this, like, slow-mo whooshing noise when he drops her hand, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's like in uh, The Usual Suspects, where he drops the coffee mug and it shatters. <laughs> it's like that, but he just, like, lets go of her hand. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's a lot. And, uh, so Carrie's like, all right, this is how this is gonna be tonight then. Okay. Um, and then for a bit, we go briefly back to Miranda and Charlotte, who it's, it's still daytime there because we're back in New York time. And, um, uh, Mary comes in and they're like, cause Charlotte and Miranda are both just like hanging out with Brady and playing and shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, Mary comes in and she's just like, I want to take little Stevie to the zoo. And, um, they're like, uh, Mary, this is Brady, not Stevie. And um, then she's like, she was wearing her coat and she just wanders outside. But Miranda's like, wait a minute, why was she wearing her coat? And then yeah. like realizes she's fully gone out the door and is like, shit, like I need to go find her. So she, she fucking has to go run out to go catch her. So she doesn't, you know, end up getting completely lost or anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah yeah she it's like really scary obviously she's like um she's not well don't know where she is and uh yeah charlotte's left with brady and miranda is like on this fucking mission to uh go get her 
Uh, we go back to Carrie real quick, and uh, Carrie's like still sitting, I guess, on like the little benches they have in museums, and she goes mm-hmm. to light a cigarette, and the security guard is like, "Oh, you can't smoke in here," and Carrie's like, "The one place in Paris where you can't smoke." Yeah, um, and she goes to fiddle through her bag, yeah. and she finds her necklace that she lost. I guess there's, like, a hole in her bag that she didn't notice. It's not a very big bag. Yeah, it's a hole in the lining, which has happened. I've lost stuff in the lining of, like, my bags before, and in my coats, too. Oh, fully. Yeah, same. It happens more when you have, like, those big, massive bags that you already have trouble finding shit in, not, like, a clutch. But, like, because with a clutch, I think it's a lot easier to see that there's a rip in the lining. Yeah, and I feel like you'd hear the jingle, you know, of, like, the necklace moving around. Um, But she finds it, and it's, like, really – and she's like, oh, and I guess the Carrie that we once knew comes back to her – and yeah. she decides she's gonna leave and she tells the security guard to like tell Alex and she runs off. She tries to get a cab and I did like legit ga- like gasp because I forgot about this. Um <laughs> yeah. as she's standing there like looking for one, a car goes behind her and it's big and he doesn't see her and yeah. she doesn't see him and OMG. Um And she he just passes by and meanwhile, while all this is happening, well, first of all, this is when the iconic French rap song of La Belle et Le Bad Boy is playing, <laughs> which I lo- I lose my mind every time I watch this episode and remember that they use this song in it because my grade 11 French teacher was fucking obsessed with this song when I was in high school in like 2007 or whatever. Um, but anyway, um, it's playing while like simultaneously while Carrie is running out of the museum and while Miranda is simultaneously like looking for Mary. And it's just like this very dramatic moment of the song playing while they're both like <laughs> rushing around their respective cities. <laughs> it's, it's so great. It's a lot. And, um, um, well, Carrie gets to the restaurant. Yeah, Carrie gets to the restaurant and she like runs in. She's super excited and no one's there. Yeah, but there's a copy of her book on the table with a huge drink circle on it. <laughs> and it's like, ah, they hate you now because you stood them up. Um, and then meanwhile, Miranda finds Mary. Um, Steve's mom is just like eating pizza out of the garbage and Miranda's like, okay, I'm going to take you home. And she gives her like a sponge bath. And Magda's just like, you love, this is love. And I'm like, did we, did we get through six seasons of television just for us to come to the conclusion that Miranda is capable of love? Like, I feel like we knew this already. Yeah, she is capable. I guess just like, I don't know that like she's willing to, to, to like, I don't know, do things which she doesn't want to do for the person that she loves. And like, she's now loves Mary because she loves yeah. Steve. I don't know. I guess it's like silver. It's a very, very sweet moment. And it's very nice. It's not, it the, is a nice moment. Yeah. It's yeah. not the Miranda we're used to, which is nice. Um, but yeah. yeah, like, but we know that she is very capable of love. Like, she loves lots of people. She loves Carrie. She loves her child. She loves Steve. Like, we know this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's a nice moment because she looks after her and everything. And um, I feel like that's like really. Oh, actually, that's not the last Miranda scene this episode, but it's like one of the last ones. Um, 
we go back to Carrie. Um, and at this point, like, since no one was there at her party, she went back to the hotel and Petrovsky comes home from his whole event and he's just like, oh, where'd you go? Like, you were there and then you weren't. And she's like, well, I went to the party, um, but it was over. And then she's like, why did you abandon me? Like, Mm. you wanted me to come because you wanted support, but then you just left me sitting on the bench while you went with all the other people and just – left me there like you told me you needed me and then left me when I had this other thing that I wanted to go to and that I should have gone to and she's really upset about it and like yeah, she brings up I the, like, fully would be too she had no fr- like she has no friends there and she doesn't have a job there um she doesn't have anything to do except just like wait around like to be with him and he's not there like she didn't move her entire life over to Paris just walk around by herself all day and yeah. she's making good points. And then the one time, the one, this is the thing, this like massive red flag, the one time she meets people that she could be friends with and all the attention would be on her, he mm-hmm. suddenly is like so important to him yeah. that she needs to be with him. It doesn't make any sense. And it was so important for like five seconds. And then when they get there, it's suddenly not important at all that she's there. Yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? I didn't abandon you, which is bullshit. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess she could have followed him around with all the other people he was talking to. But you know that if she did that, he would be ignoring her the entire time, speaking a language she doesn't understand with all the other people there while she just stands there and, you know, like watches him talk to people. Like, that's it. – it, it is abandoning her even if she wasn't sitting on the bench the yeah. whole time. Um. And Carrie's just like, okay, you know, I understand that you had a stressful day because he's like, I don't want to fight right now. I just want to go to sleep. I had a stressful day. And she's like, I get that. But like, I'm like, we're both in this relationship. And like, you, you have no idea how this has been for me. And you really don't seem to care. And he really doesn't. He's just like, stop making such a big deal about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's being a dick. I'm like, it is an abusive tactic to cut someone off from their friends, to cut someone off from their support systems. Like, that is For a sure. thing. Absolutely. Whether he did it on purpose or not, like, that's very fucked up. And mm-hmm. also completely, like, not – every time she tries to, to talk about her feelings, he kind of pushed them aside, even when she blows up and he's still, like, Oh, but I'm tired. I don't want to talk about it. Like, he's still just pushing aside her feelings and her emotions. And it's very not cool. Like, one thing is bad enough, but we're starting to layer up here, and that's not good. And then... Yeah, we're really layering she, up. <laughs> so they start to, to sort of get into it, and he's like, I'm going to go in the shower. And she grabs his arm, and she's like, no, we're not. And he spins around and accidentally quotation marks hits her in the face and i don't know he like doesn't seem that apologetic for something which is obviously like horrible yeah like okay so i i can understand it being an accident because like i don't really understand it like why would his hand even be up in the first place but like he because it's kind of like with the back of his hand and like regardless it's one of those things you should be apologizing like profusely for Mm -hmm. um and 
she's kind of just like, oh my god, um, he says it was an accident, and it's just, she's like, look, it's not a big deal, but I'm, like, I can't do this, because he, he basically says, this is who I am, this is what I do, and, like, I thought you always, I thought you knew this the whole time, that this was who I am, and, like, the kind of person, like, how I live my life, and, she basically is like, I didn't give up my entire life to just wander the streets of Paris by myself. And um yeah. she basically decides that she's leaving. Like, she's going to get her own room. Um she, she says to him that, like, she also thought she was clear about who she is. That, like, what she's looking for is just, like, she says she's looking for real love that's inconvenient and consuming. Mm-hmm. That you can't live without each other. And that's obviously not what they have, like, at this point. It's it's just not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, she's like, and this is the whole big speech where she's like, I want a love that's all consuming and important and yeah she's doing a lot of like gaps in between it but also i get it i relate to this this is me talking to myself in the mirror at you know three o'clock in the morning Um, she's right like she's right to want that and like i mean it's fine that he's that kind of person that you know work really comes first but if you're gonna get someone else to uproot their entire life to move to a new continent where they don't speak the language Mm. you need to be so clear about that or you need to like let her live part-time where like in new york part-time with you like there needs to be something else like she can't just be waiting for you when you need her support like she's not just like yeah, yeah. you need to be like so in love with this person that you're like spending all your time together and it's like you know i'm not saying that's healthy but like that yeah. needs to be, if you're uprooting your life for someone it needs to be someone who you can't live without yeah and carrie can live without and not him. like i feel like he thinks he can't live without her but in a way that's like i do all this other stuff but when i need this support i need it to be there for me like when i need it so you can't be in new york for that you need to be here for me but then also i can't be here for you ever you need to be my living therapist slash sex doll yeah and she's just like it's my fault that i am like i shouldn't have come trying to kind of like pass it off like it's not his fault which like i get I, i know how that goes like she's obviously she's not right that it's her fault but like um i understand why she's saying that and Mm then um he kind of tries to like stop her from leaving but she's like it's fine don't and she just like gives him a last kiss on the cheek and then walks out and um goes down to the lobby yeah and also like while they were like fighting uh her necklace broke and all the diamonds went in her tits um so she's yeah she's trying to like ask the the concierge for another room while also like fishing out the stuff from her boobs it's great and yeah he is so she speaks she says it all in french and then he's just like um ma'am like he just speaks in english anyway it's so funny and he's like um yeah we don't have any single rooms so it has to be a double and she's like that's fine i'm just letting you know that i am a single I don't care. And yeah. she drops like I think one of the like the diamonds comes out. So she tries to find it on the floor and she's like crouched down. And then Big walks in and he sees her and she looks up and she sees him and immediately she starts crying. Yeah. 
it's it is such a moment like i can't believe that he's also just walking into this hotel it's probably just that it's like the most expensive hotel in paris and they both both of her like love interests happen to stay there because they're both rich yeah <laughs> i mean what I it is like maybe i don't know maybe like one of the girls like knew where she was staying i guess to like maybe charlotte knew because she needed to like forward her a post I oh guess. yeah that's a good point that makes more sense yeah yeah that that probably worked that's probably how it is um <laughs> i yeah, like the idea that it's just in it. the most expensive hotel and they just have to be bougie <laughs> well they're both so rich it's like like petrovsky is living in a hotel for a month that is so fucking bonkers yeah um but yeah uh he walks over and she's like Everything fell apart. We just had a big argument. He slapped me and Big's like, he slapped you? He slapped you? I'm gonna fucking kick his ass. I'm gonna kill this man. I'm gonna fucking kill him. <laughs> like, he just goes, like, he just goes red. And do you know what? I don't blame him. He, I guess, because, like, yeah, you hear that, you're like, I'm gonna fucking kick his ass. I'm gonna beat this motherfucker up. Which, you know, is, like... I know that's not the way you deal with things. As soon as my, like, you know when, like, a friend tells you something, like, obviously, like, fucked up or abusive that has happened to them, it's like, right, where does this person live? I'm gonna motherfucking jump them. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, for sure. I'm gonna, I can, I can hide a body. Yeah. Um, so I don't blame him. And he, he presses the elevator button and it's taking too long. So he runs up presumably six flights of stairs because that's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, many flights. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like the whole time Carrie is like, no, no, don't, don't hurt him. Like this was an accident. Like we're, we're breaking up, but I don't want you to like kill him. Um, because the reason he even finds out is because, like, the lobby guy just happens to say their room number mm. out loud in front of <laughs> Carrie. Because Carrie won't tell Big the number, obviously. Yeah, she's like, I'm not going to tell Car- you the room number when you're this angry. And then the concierge is like, uh, ma'am, so was it 625? Yeah. <laughs> and she's just chasing him up the stairs and, like... Um, he's just like, there's nothing you can do to stop me. But then she, like, trips him in the hallway with her foot, and they both just fall over and start laughing. Yeah, and it is, like, they do have good chemistry, and it. I guess this scene is kind of there to remind you that, like, actually, they... Carrie is laughing, and, like, Carrie hasn't really been, like, laughing with the Russian. And it's like, oh, like... Uh-huh. Yeah, they they have better chemistry. Even though they're both toxic people, especially together, they actually make yeah. each other happy. So it's probably for the best they're off the market with each other. <laughs> Truly fucking the who is the, who Darren Starr created the show and he was like Sue Sylvester voice. I am going to create a couple that is so toxic. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Like, yeah. they are both so toxic, they have to be with one another, or else they, yeah. like, melt something. It's, like, whatever they fucking put in bleach bottles, so, like, bleach bottles don't melt. Yeah, I mean, they're basically, like, when you combine bleach and ammonia and make mustard gas. <laughs> like, exactly. that's basically what their relationship is. Yeah, they like, they are both toxic, <laughs> but they work beautifully together if you want to, you know, like kill a trench full of young men yeah pretty much yeah. that's basically what it mm-hmm. is um so yeah they they go walk together and they're on this like 
Parisian bridge. And uh, she's just like, how did you get here? And he doesn't answer very literally. He's just like, it took me a really long time to get here. Yeah, but now I'm here. <laughs> and you're the one, Carrie. And then she says, oh, kiss me, big cry, baby. Yeah. <laughs> sounds so corny when you try to describe it. They kiss and they hold each other. And then she's like, I miss New York. Take me home. Oh, it's, I mean, um, yeah, it's very corny. And, like, obviously it's fucking corny. That's the show. But. Oh, yeah. They sweet. couldn't do it any other way. No. They really couldn't do it any other way. Um, But, yeah. So, well. For once in our lives, I guess we're just happy to see Big, they I guess. They really, and I mean, I've said this before, they had to make the Russian as, like, just repugnant. But towards the end, he just gets, like, awful without making him high-key abusive. So they made him, like, low-key abusive. And he's so yeah. bad that you just want Big to be there and make everything better. And then Big is there and you're like, oh, yeah, this is what Carrie is like. She's actually happy when she's... Ma- oh, yeah, you're meant to be happy in relationships. Cool. Yeah. It is good to be happy yeah. in a relationship. Mm, kind of <laughs> a key thing, I would say. But... Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's uh, sort of back together again. Endgame. Yep. They are endgame. Um, then we go back to Charlotte and Harry, and this scene is the one that made me cry. I did mention that, like, a finale, like, say what you want about this finale, but, like, if a finale makes me cry, I do feel like it gets points for that. And this, this scene was like, I, it killed me. Oh, it's so good. Um, because Charlotte, Charlotte ordered Chinese food, and um, Harry comes home and is just like, I got something from China, too. Yeah, that line kind of made me... That, that was, like, really... Are you, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> um, but he's just like, we're getting a baby. And the thing that made me cry was there's a photo of the baby, and they show it, and just Charlotte starts crying. She's like, that's her. That's our baby. And she's so cute. Yeah. And like, just seeing the baby was amazing. She's, and there's like, it's like a callback to a scene earlier when she was comforting Harry where she says, um, like, that wasn't our baby. And we'll know when we see our baby. Like, that yeah. will be our and baby. It. And it's like, that is your baby. It is. She's so cute and Charlotte's so happy and it's a very, very, very sweet moment. Um, okay, so Charlotte is wrapped up. Um, then we get the scene where Magda says, like, oh, what you did was love. I kind of conflated it with the last one, but like, it's just Magda kissing Miranda on the head being like, that's very nice of you. Yeah. You have feelings and you're a good person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we hop around a bit, like, throughout this episode, because it's obviously the finale. So, yeah. yeah. You get in the gist, anyway. For sure. Yeah, and then we get uh, Smith and Samantha. So we've wrapped up those two, and then Smith and Samantha. Um, Samantha's, like, asleep in her place, and it's super dark, and Smith comes in. Like, he comes into the apartment, and... Um, he comes over and is like, I flew back because I forgot to say something on the phone with you when you were in your office. And um, he says he forgot to say he loved her. So he flew home from Canada and then they kiss and oh. the flowers have bloomed. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> or wait, do they bloom now or they the bloom in first, the very end? There's like one that blooms. But, so yeah, they've, they've, they're starting yeah. to come again. And like, I don't care if yeah. you've gone through menopause, your pussy is getting wet. 
like that yeah. happens it's getting wet it's finding a way it it finds a way and it did wetness um, finds a way wet yeah. finds and a way and so it's very sweet <laughs> it does it does find a way um she's so touched by this she's just like no man has ever done anything like this for me before yeah um, and she started she cries and it's like oh fuck samantha is crying yeah she's like no man's ever treated me like this before and it is like no man's ever treated me like that before i want that shit yeah. why i'm sorry you need to um cross countries just to tell me that you love me and then fuck me and then go back yeah like, that's the that's what it's pretty good that's shit. what i need i I need yeah. someone to dote on me like Smith dotes on Samantha. I'm sorry. I'm not settling uh-huh. for any less anymore. It's, <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so that's like their kind of wrap up. Um, then we go to Big and Carrie. They, they're getting back. They're in New York again. Um, and he's like dropping her at her place. And he's like, you know, I don't live here anymore. And the Four Seasons won't check me in until one. And she's just like, oh, do you want to come up? And we get our call back. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, it is good to me in this scene. I do. So. Yeah. It, it, it's a nice bit in this. It's like, oh, yeah. They're back together and everything's cute. And then we get, like, a little montage of, um, well, fa- like, Carrie goes back to the, the usual place for brunch and all the girls scream and hug her and it's so cute and then they like catch up on what they've missed and we get a little um we get a little montage of like everyone being happy i love it we get our final titty tally oh, yeah. of the of the series the, of the television series run we get our final titty tally because sam and smith are just fucking like they are going at it and she's just full titties out and the flowers are fully bloomed mm-hmm. and she's like <laughs> operatic singing yeah yeah basically and uh yeah everyone's pretty happy and uh then we get our final carrie voiceover of the series where she's like you know i'm thinking about a lot about relationships no the most important one and the most exciting one is the relationship with yourself carrie's thinking about relationships that's very unlike her Right? She's like, if you find someone to love you for for that, then that's just fabulous. And she gets a phone call on her cell from John. (laughs) (laughs) And guess who it is? It's fucking big. And he says, my Napa house is on the market. I'm coming to New York. And what a way to reveal his fucking name. Uh, what, a, what a way. I mean, first of all, it's John, which is like, it's, so, it's such a boring name. They use it for unidentified dead bodies. Um, and it's, yeah. And two, like, <laughs> I don't know, just a cell phone. I guess like the big thing is that... Uh, He's no longer big. He no like she's not writing the column, so like she doesn't need to keep his name a secret. Like we've turned a page, you know. He's just John. He's not mm-hmm. he, big. Okay, like, maybe big is like his Sasha Fierce. It's his um uh-huh. booty flagrante or whatever that gorgeous tumble <laughs> meme is. Big, yeah, yeah, is the bad guy. Like big is the 
it's his slim shady it's the yeah. hi- it's his slim shady it's his hide instead of his no jekyll wait no hide um yeah but like that's the bad side and then john is the good boy john is like nice I guess. Nice is a way to put it. Not a piece of shit, or at least being an emotionally available Uh, person instead of an emotionally unavailable person. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay, I can accept that, I guess. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure she still continues to refer to him as big in the movies to her friends. Yeah, I mean, it's a nickname Um, at this point, I guess. Um, It's a nickname, and it's been, like, six years that she's been saying it. She's not just all of a sudden going to start calling him John constantly. Um, We do, in the movies, learn his full name, which is just the fucking Richard Personist-ass name that you could have. Yeah, it's not really surprising, but... Yeah, it's stupid. Um... But yeah, John, I'm pretty sure that like, I'm pretty sure that like when in the pot, our, one of our noise space fellow podcast, Jergonet was doing, um, Secret Life of the American Teenager. I'm pretty sure that one of them guessed that the baby's name was going to be named John just based on the fact that it's just such a stupid generic name. <laughs> and then it did turn out to be named John and they were like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so no, like, and it just reminds me of that. I can't imagine carrying a child in my womb for nine months or even adopting a baby. Um, and looking at their precious little face and being like, um, your name's John now. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. Even if I, like, I just think it's a boring name that I don't like. But even if I did like it, I literally could never name a kid that because I have an uncle named John and he's like the worst one. Yeah. And I have, um, and then there's also John Homestuck and people would literally just think I named the baby after one of those two people and I just could not have that. True. I literally, like, a couple weeks ago, I was like flirtatiously talking to two different guys on the same week who were both called mike oh i know wazowski <laughs> <laughs> uh no they, they were both called mike and then when i had to like i would tell my mom because she's my dating guru at this point i would be like oh so i was thinking about maybe seeing mike and she's like which one that again that's the other thing you give your kids boring fucking name you always have to say which one this is true. Yeah. This is true. I've been on like yeah, you don't. I've like been mm-hmm. on dates with like three different Jameses. Like that's too many. Hate yeah, their, that's too many. Hate their boy children. Everyone's like, oh, toxic masculinity. This. No, we need to talk about the fact that boys have fucking like ten names. That's mm-hmm. a, this that's is true, and they're all bad. They're all bad. Like no just, one's called boys' names. Just they suck. Suck. Do you know how many fucking Liams I know? It's bad. <sighs> Anyway. Not a good name. Not a good name. Also, um, we've come full circle. Carrie is walking away from the camera. Apparently, it's meant to be the same street from the opening. Okay. But she's walking away from us instead of toward us. So, she's finished her story. (laughs) Every... Every single fucking street in New York looks the same to me in this show when they shoot the scenes outdoors, but... Yeah. (laughs) I can't lie. I listened... When people, like, say... You know, like, when they film um, a movie in, like, Canada and say it's New York, like, I listen to Uh We Hate Movies, and they're all from New York, so they'll be like, oh, this obviously isn't New York, this is obviously Toronto, and I'm like, yeah, totally. Um, I don't fucking know, I don't live in that city. (laughs) 
But I guess I would never know. Literally, like I've been to Vancouver so many times and I do not recognize things as being Vancouver when I see them in movies or TV shows no. like ever. I, I kind of get it for I mean, I get it for London, but like, I don't know, you could probably film like somewhere else. You could probably film like Birmingham and I'd be like, OK, as long as it's tight shots, like, I don't know, it's fucking seas. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess there's some certain things where it's, like, for example, if they show you, like, a subway and, like, you're – you know that the subway doesn't look like that in the city, that's, like, a dead giveaway, or if they show, like, things in the horizon. Like, I'm just thinking of, like, one example is, like, Orphan Black, where, like, you see the fucking TTC, like, you see the fucking trains, you're, like, that's not – they kind of at the very beginning try to pass it off like it's not Toronto, but then they very much just lean into it very soon after that. Like, yes, no, this is Toronto. Yeah, I mean, I can tell which, like, train line it is by the train car, like, in London. Yeah. Like, I know the fucking tube. So, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but, <laughs> it makes sense. But just street locations? No. No, no, no way. I don't fucking know. I can't see yeah. shit. Unless I lived there. I don't know. Um. And I mean, yeah, on that truly. street. <laughs> yeah, no, Yeah, for sure. anyway, so that's that's the fucking episode. That's the last, last one of the yes. series. Final, ra- well, no, it's not final rankings, but you know what I mean. It's final rankings for the TV it show. It feels very so, final, okay. this episode. Like, it feels like we're never going to uh-huh. do it again, even though we're just going to do it next week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like we should save complete series rankings of all the characters for like once we finished both the movies yeah but like for now like episode rankings um charlotte's definitely my top just because like she hers literally made me cry and i was like you you were barely in this episode but like just seeing her conclusion of her story like she obviously gets the best ending out of all of them and she I mean, like, probably, like, spoilers. I know I just said I wasn't going to do complete series rankings, but, like, she is, like, the top of the series to me. Yeah, it's hard not to do that. Just in general. I also think, like, spoiler alert, in the movies, like, their character arcs change um, quite a bit. Like, their character... I mean, the movies are set and filmed, like, a while after the show ended, so they're in different places. So they're kind of, like, different characters-ish. So I don't know. I'm with you. Yeah, no, for sure. She is my top. And then I'm going to say Samantha second. Yeah. Um, Because I just, I don't know. She's also kind of come, had a lot of growth. And like just her and Sam, her and, sorry, her and Smith make me happy to see. I just think they're both really sweet together. Um, And then I'm going to say Carrie. I think third for this episode. Um, like fuck, I we we hate big, mm. but the fact that they can write a finale and make it feel satisfying where she ends up with big, like there's two finales you can write. One where she ends up alone because being with a man isn't like necessary for your arc to be complete and she's like i'm just you know still living my life and that would have been a good ending too or there's the arc where she ends up with big because like you can't have her end up with something else when she sucks Mm -hmm. so much like you kind of have to put her with someone else who sucks a lot and like the way they did it works like i don't know they somehow make you root for it and like 
All right, so she's my third. And then Miranda's fourth. She didn't have a bad episode. It's just like her plot was wrapped up and then they threw one extra thing into the plot just so that she could have something to do this week, I think. Yeah, so, I... That's, that's it. I don't know. I, I feel like I would have preferred the ending where Carrie ends up alone because I feel like that is an actual yeah. character arc. She spent her entire time focusing on love and instead of just being like, no... I can be alone and be happy for my friends yeah. and be the fucking cool aunt with all, with the massive wardrobe that when the kids grow up, they can raid to all hell. Um, mm-hmm. I would have preferred that, but that doesn't happen. I For sure, same. Yeah, that would have been the ideal ending. Yeah, I feel like if this was made today, yeah. that would be the ending. Like, no, she can, and she can, instead of focusing on, like, having this one big love, instead just go with the flow and, like, Maybe she can date people, and if not, she can just be a crazy old woman who lives in her shoes. Um, yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, I mean, this is the ending that we that we got, and that I think we all knew we were going to get, <laughs> and it's fine, and it's uh-huh. good. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna put Charlotte at the top because I just think her ending is the best for me like i think it's wrapped up in a nice little bow um and then Uh this episode uh, her acting was the best like we stand oh for sure um i mean that's just always true (laughs) yeah i also think it's like really sweet that um kristen davies in real life has adopted and is like um yeah she's really like sweet with her daughter and everything i think she has a daughter um oh she's definitely adopted um and I think that's really nice as well. And you can tell that, like, this whole this whole plot line, I wish there was more of it as well. I wish it wasn't just, like, the fucking last episode. They're like, we're going to adopt. Like, no, I want to see that journey um, because it's an important yeah. one and it could raise a lot of awareness and maybe more people would do it. and Or it would raise awareness about the issues with adoption and then maybe something would be changed about that, but whatever. Um I think it would be interesting to also see because a lot of people think of adoption in a way that's like, oh, well, it's not your own child, so it's not the same. And I think showing it is kind of an interesting and good way to be like, no, I mean, these are your children. Yeah. Like, they're very much your children. And I think a lot of people just don't think of it that way. And that's why they don't consider adoption. And so seeing that would have been really it nice. It would have been it would have been nice if this had happened a few episodes ago and she had had Lily at this point and was maybe like becoming familiar with her and sort of um the issues obviously with adopting like not having a newborn like figuring out and being a parent to a baby that's older and that sort of thing but also still loving her um because she is their own you know as if she had come from her own body as if she was their biological child still loves her the same amount and as much as miranda loves brady like i it would have been nice to see that but like i still fucking love it um so yeah, I'm with you. Charlotte's at the fucking top. And then maybe okay, yeah, if we're just doing episode Sam and then Carrie for getting her groove back. And then Miranda, yep. I'm with you. I mean, I feel like if we were doing series, like I'd probably put Miranda higher, but she didn't really get up to, 
Oh, for sure. Like, she was a good person yeah, this episode, but, it, but I don't know. Her, her story yeah. was kind of wrapped up, and they just kind of need to give her something. Yeah, exactly. I feel like if we're talking series, the main difference is that I'd probably swap Carrie and Miranda. Mostly just because, like, like I said, Carrie has a really lateral character arc, whereas Miranda, like, does have a lot of changes and stuff. It's just, like, season six is not Miranda's season yeah. is the thing. Yeah. But, like, over the whole course of the series, she has a good arc, I think. So it's – yeah, it is what it mm-hmm. is. But Wow, rankings. Final – well, final rankings for the episodes. Um, we have some questions to get through. Um, so if, if you want to send us questions for the movies, cause we're doing that next, you can send them to citygirls dot, or citygirlsmakedo.tumblr.com slash ask. And, um, we have three questions. So the first one is from Siberian Pine, friend of the show, who's asking, what's something about the show that has improved since season one? And what's something that got worse? Um, the clothes the fashion has improved since season one like i would say Mm -hmm. all the characters dress in a way which makes sense for like their character that doesn't make any sense the characters dress in a way that matches their personality like you could put together an outfit and it would make sense for one of them and not the other three um yes and in the first one they're all, they all just kind of dress like fashionable and i think it's definitely because of patricia field's work like it's iconic it is i know i threw that word around a lot but it is iconic like there are so many fashion trends that started or like became popular because of this show so i think that's something that's massively improved Hmm. yeah that's mm. true um, I think for me, okay, so yeah, the fashion did improve a lot. Um, the other thing that really improved to me, I feel like, was like the, like they've had like a good bond between the four girls for the entire show, but I do feel like some of their, interactions and their bond is like a lot better by the end of the show like just stuff like carrie describing what samantha means to her to the russian and like miranda telling carrie the not to leave because she loves her and just like i feel like there's just certain things where like at the beginning of the series like we're meant to believe that they're really close but we just don't see it the same way mm-hmm. like we don't see the, the interactions the same way that got better um the other thing is, like, season one was really finding its feet with the whole, like, talking heads thing oh, yeah. and, like, <laughs> stuff like that. And it's like, this, is, this doesn't I work. I forgot it did that. I'm so glad it stopped. <laughs> I know. Um, it was so bad. It was terrible. It was so bad. Um, <laughs> I think the thing that's gone downhill is uh, we spend, like, way too much time with Carrie. It Like, obviously, Carrie is the main character, but... Mm-hmm. there would be episodes where like one of the characters would just not do anything um and i think it's because like obviously there was behind the scenes drama um which is very long and convoluted but like sarah jessica parker being a producer i think she wanted the more successful the show got the more time she wanted which is makes more like it makes perfect sense but it felt like yeah. it wasn't really balanced out between the four of them of like plot lines and stuff. Um, like some people's yeah. plot lines kind of stagnated while hers definitely did not. 
Yeah, this is true. Hers is like always consistently mm-hmm. moving. Um, yeah, that was, those are all really good points. Um, I'm trying to think of if there's like another big thing that kind of got worse. I feel like sometimes they like they really did just kind of feel like they needed to like make statements about some things that they really just shouldn't have done. And it's not that that got worse, but I don't think it got better at any point. And so it's kind of like, it just doesn't age as well to see some of the things that they tackle. Yeah. <laughs> like, in, like if it comes up in like season six, it feels different than when it, if it comes up in like season one, you yeah, know what like, I mean? Where it's kind of like, okay, season one, it was like 1998, but then we're like, okay, this is 2004 now. I think um, they just <laughs> handle stuff a bit like more tastefully because I don't know, the, like look at the last episode is like, even just like dealing with, uh, even just like having obviously having like a black love interest and the whole thing is not about him yeah. being black um yeah is it is a, this is positive um and the other thing of like um Samantha's breast cancer and um the sort of the the stroke that like Mary had it's still it's just mm-hmm. played very straight but yeah, I feel like they they can do the drama a bit better, whereas like the earlier seasons are just more like straight comedy, um, which has its yeah. pros and cons. Because you're right, like whenever they try to be like, we're trying to make a statement about what it's like being a single woman. Like, if it's a comedy about the the ups and downs of dating, that's cool. But then when they try to tackle mm-hmm. like serious issues, like obviously the the infamous fucking bisexuality episode like they made a whole fucking song and dance about it and it was very awkward because some things you can't really play for comedy like you can't play um you know people not liking that you're in interracial relationship for comedy without being a a type yeah you know you have to be very on the fucking line with that so Uh they got better at that but they also it's less funny yeah, no, for sure. That sounds that sounds pretty accurate to me. Yeah, I feel like it gets to a point where it's like they can only do so many like man of the week for so mm-hmm. long before they're like, okay, we've covered like all of the main topics that like people really, you know, like all of the funny things like anal sex and peeing on the your partner and like it's like they've covered it yeah. all. And so like after a certain point, people start kind of like settling down instead of having these these funny man of the week things. And it's like on like some level, it's satisfying to see them settle down and everything like that. But it's like less satisfying when you're like, oh, it's Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, I think that was a bit lazy. They were like, oh, Steve. Yeah, but like it works in other cases. Like it worked great for Charlotte. Yeah, like, I Charlotte just think they got has, lazy with Miranda because yeah. they gave everyone else like hot new love interests to settle down with, and then they were like, mm, "Steve." <sighs> yeah, well, I mean, they do also kind of get lazy with Carrie with bringing Big back instead of doing something more interesting mm. with it. But like, I'm guessing there is probably a lot of fans who did love Carrie and Big, even though they're both terrible and especially terrible together. But like. I'm sure there's lots of fans who were like, oh, bring Big back for the end. She has to end up with Big. And it's like, okay. Yeah, it's like Khaleesi and John <laughs> okay, Snow. Uh-huh. It would be really funny if in the finale there was a bell that rang and Carrie just went ape shit and burned all of Paris down. Yeah, and like, she funny. was his aunt. Yeah. 
It'd be funny. <laughs> it would be pretty funny if she was Big's aunt. <laughs> um, we, next question? Yeah, next question is from friend of the show, guest of the show, Summer, a.k.a. Ghosty Princess on um, – on Tumblr, who said, what could a dramatic Marvel-style post credit scene have looked like for the Sex and the City TV show? Um, I think it would have, maybe it would have been, like, you know, in the first Avengers movie where they're all eating shawarma. Um, maybe it's that, but they're all just quietly drinking Cosmos. Or, I, okay, I've got uh. it. I've got it. Um, it's all their, all their men together, like, drinking a beer and we find out that, like, they meet up in Steve's bar once a week to, like, talk about the girls. That'd be really funny. I would like that. That actually, that, I like that a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. Because, I mean, I want to yeah. see the, the sex and the men see. I don't know. Yeah? It would be interesting if they, if the men actually, like, were all friends with each other like that. would be good. Um, yeah, I think that'd be pretty good mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> um... Okay, so that's our second question. Our third question is from friend of the show, 2 by 2 Furious on Tumblr, who's asked, have your thoughts on Sex and the City changed since you started the podcast? Um, no. I don't know. I, I feel like no, but I'm trying to think because, like, I, I don't, we'd both already seen the show before, like, recording the podcast. Um... I'm. I think I felt like I don't think it changed. Oh, it was silly, but now I'm. I don't know. Yeah, because I'd watched the entire show fairly recently before starting the podcast, and so I feel like I'd already formed a lot of opinions on it. I feel like maybe having the podcast has made me like talk through some of the characters more than I normally would, which makes me kind of like change opinions on certain things a little bit not like change opinions fully but like it kind of makes you like take a deeper dive into things than just like the surface level um but like i don't know i still have the same opinion coming out of it that i did the first time i watched it which is like carrie's a piece of shit the main difference is that you notice she's a piece of shit from the very beginning without having to wait until she starts really being a piece of shit to notice Mm it um but I don't know. I feel like overall, like, it's a show that I like, and I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend it to other people to watch, but I do feel like it's, like, it's still just a really interesting time capsule into, like, the early 2000s, late 90s, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's changed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it really has either. Maybe, like, I think because I watched it when I was, like, quite young and impressionable. So I was like, oh, it's, this is what my life's going to be like. And now I'm obviously, <laughs> I hope the fuck not. Um, I yeah. would like to think I am I have my shit a bit more together than Carrie does, at least, you know, in 10 years. Um, yeah. But I s- still kind of had the idea that, like, oh, it was, it was kind of just, like, good old-fashioned fun. Um... And probably a little bit tasteless in some parts. And I still think that, really. Like, yeah, for sure. I think if you're like, I could watch it, like, having a couple cocktails with some friends and, like, drinking some, um, like, drinking and maybe having some, like, fast food and just chilling. Or it's, like, good background television show. It's great background TV. Yeah. If you're, like, doing other stuff on a Sunday. It's perfect. 
Um, and I would still recommend it or watch it again as that. But like, yeah, I don't know. If someone's like, I need a box set to like go through, I'd be I wouldn't say Sex and the City. Unless they had never seen <laughs> yeah, it before, and then I'd be like, oh, maybe you should watch it. Yeah, I'd recommend other shows first, and I'd for sure, like, if I ever recommended it, it would be with a disclaimer about certain mm-hmm. things. Like, f- there's a lot of episodes where I'm like, whatever, there's, like, maybe tiny things that come up that suck. But there's a couple episodes for sure that are, like, the entire episode premise. I would be like, please, um... I realize I am not saying this is a good episode of television. (laughs) I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying uh, you can watch it. There are worse things to watch. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, well, that's all our questions for this week. Um, So we have Patreon. Um, We have a Steve voice this week, which I'm very excited about. Um, Okay, but our Patreon, um, if you want to donate to us, you can go to patreon.com slash citygirlsmakedo. Um, Basically, at $1 a month, you can uh, get a special Discord role, get access to our bonus content. So we've put out We've put up like eight or something episodes of Keanu podcast at this point, like quite a few. Um, so there's a backlog of that to get into. Um, we also, you can also get access to the secret channel in Discord of our, of Looker and Nanu picks. Um, Nanu is currently just harassing me on the table right now, making noise and like poking around. Uh, yeah, you get lots of pictures of him doing shit like that. Um, at the $5 level, you can get access to all the $1 stuff, plus a sp- an even specialer Discord role, plus a shout-out on the podcast every week, plus you can submit stuff for Steve Voice for me to read. And we have to decide if we're going to keep doing Steve Voice once we do our second project. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I guess we'll figure that out later. Um, and at the $10 level, uh, you get all that. Plus, if you'd like, you can listen to us record live, which um, also includes Keanu Podcast. Um so if you are interested in that, then we would love you so much. So uh, everyone who is a $5 and up donor, we have uh, Alex Shop, Summer Geist, Sophie uh, has an exclamation mark at the end. So <laughs> I have to say, I have to say Sophie like that. Um, Jennifer Snyder, Matt Ribeiro, uh, Jess Ayalachi, and Siberian Pine Hardwood. So thank you all for your donation. Thank Nanny you. Was, like, coughing I- something up right next to the fucking table. <laughs> um. Uh, so thank you to all our patrons um, for listening to us and for listening to Nanu cough something up. Um, so we have a Steve voice submitted from patron of the show, Sophie. Um, so thank you, Sophie, for submitting one. Um, they are saying, please read the first, second, and sixth six sections of this for Steve voice. So this is the um, Papa Paka uh dating profile um so the first section is my self summary um i love life like to make people happy and i love to eat all day long smiley face sunsets are my favorite i also love walking down the (laughs) i'm not even doing steve voice at this point i also love walking down the beach at a full moon miranda bring (laughs) bring something for you to need None, and you will see stars and a whole lit more. I like having sex out in public. It turns me on. My last girl, she loved to show off her nice body. When we go camping, Miranda, we we would leave the top off and the door open. Oh. <laughs> I also love to ride my Harley. Also, I am very well hung. Great. <laughs> 
second part. Uh, Miranda, what I'm doing with my life? I want to find someone who likes to go to the beach. I like my big cock to dive, fish surf, pick shells. Most of all, most of all, Miranda, I look to take care of my girl. Long as she knows how to take care of me. Oral sex is very important in a healthy relationship. I know she will be real happy when she see my big fat redacted. <laughs> I'm getting ho- honey just thinking about it. Have to jump in the water. Oh boy, oh boy, Miranda, is it nice day today? Uh, and the sixth part, uh, that's one, two, three, four, five. The sixth part. Uh, all right, Miranda, things I spend a lot of time thinking about. If I'm going to make you squat across the room, now that turns me on, smiley face. Nothing like having the best orgmium in the world every day. Yeah, baby. <laughs> well, that was a lot. Yeah. Um, I hadn't read the entire thing before reading it for the Patreon because I wanted it to be a surprise. <laughs> So I'm really happy it turned out to be um so much more than I could have asked for. Um so thank you so much Sophie for submitting for bumping up to a $5 donation so that you can submit that. We appreciate it so much. Yeah. It's a um, lot. It's that's all our a lot. Yeah. Do you think it's a lot? I really want to hear an art. I really want to hear about like a woman that has had sex with squat guy. I want to know. Yeah, I would love to know, um, but I also would l- am fine being kept in the dark, you know? Yeah, perhaps, perhaps, like, that's too much knowledge, and if we found out our brain, like, I don't know, maybe if you fuck squat guy, you die. Like, you just, you have that the most powerful Ongumon, um ever, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Wow. They should make a horror movie out of that, and then you should cover it on fear baiting. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to Ryan. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. <laughs> um, so that's that's it. Um, if you want to join our Discord to talk to us, you should do that. Um, if you like, go on our Twitter or Tumblr, which are both City Girls Make Do. Um, there's a link there. Um, definitely, really recommend it. It's it's a very good time. Um, and like like we've said, like we're not finishing podcasting, so like. Mm-hmm. This we have more to come. We're doing the movies next, and then we have another project up up the alley. So um, stay tuned for that secret project. In the meantime, um, you can find me online on Twitter at Age of Oddish, and you can find me on Tumblr at Windfall Island. And if you go to noisespace.xyz, where we're hosted, you can also find me on, I guess this is probably like the second most recent fear baiting now. Um, Matt and I, uh, Noisespace or Overlord Matt and I guested together on an episode of fear baiting where we talked about the movie Countdown, which is a, an app that, uh, tells you when you're gonna die. And there's a demon in it, and it's very funny. And uh, the whole podcast had a lot of really strong energy, so I really recommend listening to it if you're into that. Uh, is very good. Yes, <laughs> um, it is very good. I love it, and I love you too. I was literally like, oh. Oh great, Steph and Matt are together, and then I went, "Oh yeah, shit, we'll find a way for Matt to get on the podcast." I remembered that, like we said, we were going to do that, and then it's literally the last episode of the series, so he'll be here. Don't worry about it. 
Well, we've we've said the movie. We'll do movie. I think. I think maybe maybe we didn't see that on the podcast, but I feel like yeah. we've said that. We'll maybe. do movie. Um, so and yeah, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Alex the Virgo and on Tumblr at Dork Phoenix. And I'm on I'm on Instagram Alex King Chuck. I'm there most frequently, and you can also see my face. I love to see it. I love Thank to see you. your face. It's good. <laughs> Well, uh, so long and good night, gamers. Thank you for listening. And uh, can't, cannot wait to start the movies with y'all. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> How fucking yeah, baby. Uh, so fuck, fuck cops. Uh, and so long and good night. Because Candace, grow the lips. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.